up, comic book fans? This is Pete from Comic Book Transformed, where we talk about comic book adaptations into movies and streaming shows. Today, me and my very good friend Brian over there are going to finish off our review of What If Season 2 with the final three episodes. So, Brian, what's it like in uh, New Jersey right now? Uh, it feels like the spring, honestly. It's weird. <laughs> really? You know what? No, that was maybe that was more so like, like the last few days. It's supposed to get real cold again today, and there might even be some snow now that I'm thinking about it. But uh, I I hear it's uh, it's it's similar by you, which is odd. <laughs> yeah, the reason why I'm dressed like a 1990s Kevin Smith right now is because uh, I'm in my garage as always, but uh, there's like one of those freezes in Texas, and so it's pretty damn cold in here. Well, how, how cold is it? Oh, <laughs> it's so cold. No, um... Well, <laughs> it's so cold that in my garage right now, like, are all my wife's plants from outside. We had to bring them in because they would die. And uh, it's probably, like, it probably feels like at least in the, like, low teens. And it'll, you oh, know, for wow. here, I mean, in New York, that's not a big deal, right? But in Texas, you know that's... It, it is. Like, the last, like, year, it has not really gotten that cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Global warming and stuff, right? Yeah. The world's ending. Yes. Yes. Man, wouldn't that be a great we need, we episode? Aquaman to stop the stop the the ozone from. Oh, man, yeah, see, good, good job. Yes, yes, Jason Momoa is gonna save us all. I wish, right? Um, yeah. So let's talk about something that hopefully we enjoyed more than Aquaman, uh, <laughs> the Lost Kingdom, right? Uh, yeah. What if the last three episodes? So, didn't you think these episodes were kind of weird? These last three. Um. Yes. Um, I, I think I'm kind of like, I mean, maybe this is, should have been more obvious to me, but I think what's the problems I have with the show is it kind of encapsulates, encapsulates the Marvel formula in 30 minutes, which is like, I, I don't know. There, there's just too many quips everywhere. Oh, oh, like everybody is quippy. And I, I just like, for some reason, um, so I, I watched all three of these yesterday, um, kind of even like last night, mostly I, I had to rewatch the hello one like three times because I kept falling asleep. Um, <laughs> but, for so, but I got like a second win and I watched the other two. And then, uh, I had to, I had to finish hello again this morning because I was like, I don't really remember what happened. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and that's not, that's not saying it was boring. I was just tired. So, and, and you know, but like I'm, I'm watching it and like, I remember last night watching the the this the the eighth episode with uh, the 1602 episode i mean it, it's it, it's very quippy uh the entire time but it, it worked sort of and i remember that, like watching hella doing all these quips and stuff and it's just like this doesn't seem right yeah yeah i mean this is this is what uh, this is what marvel does and and all that but um it, it i it just doesn't work for every single property it's that's a really good point I think Hela is a great example because Kate Blanchett does have some lines in Thor Ragnarok that are kind of quippy, but she's pretty menacing in that movie. And yeah. her quippy lines aren't in every single scene, multiple times a scene. They're, yeah. you know, they're scattered throughout the movie. In this, it's like this condensed thing. It's like this little shot of quippiness. Yeah, it's like they condensed <laughs> everything about the movie except the quips. The quips are the exact same amount in just a shorter time span. <laughs> Right, because they're not even like a half hour, right? They're even shorter than a half hour, right? No, they are half an hour. Like, mo these three episodes were 31 or 32 minutes each. 
Okay, I, I guess the credits I though, or too, but yeah, because the credits are like super long for these things. You ever notice yeah, the that? Credits are super long. Yeah. Did <laughs> you notice that like in the last one? I, I don't know if you like hit like skip intro, but like they did the Marvel thing, but essentially like where all the regular Avengers would be were like the what if variant people. Yep. Okay. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. So let's let's jump into that Hella episode. Um, <laughs> that's funny. That Hella episode, you know. <laughs> but um, so you know, it has it, it's basically like all the Shang Chi stuff, but Hella is in the place of Shang Chi. Yeah, I I mean, kind of continuing the the theme of this season, uh, where it's just kind of mashing up two movies together. So this is to me, this is the the story arc of Thor in Thor one with a character from Thor Ragnarok in and then the Shang-Chi movie. Very well put, yes. And that reminds me, it's always been funny that, uh, like, Hela's helmet is, like, the equivalent of Mjolnir. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, when she has it, like, her, like, little boost power that she has is that she can, like, throw daggers. Yes. Um and uh, I, I, I will admit that, you know, one of the times that the, the quips or jokes work is when she goes to do the, the hair thing, you know, and, and make the helmet materialize, it doesn't. Right. Um, I, I did like that. I, I think I think sometimes things work, but, um, you know, th there's still too many jokes here and there. Yeah. Does does Loki have like a sort of Asgard weapon? Um, he has his daggers. He has like okay. little daggers there. I mean, um, I, I think more so Hela can just summon various pointy objects <laughs> right she uh she uses like some larger blend uh who does she kill in ragnarok hogan she kills like all the fucking warriors three guys yeah but she like really kills hogan <laughs> like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty brutal right um well hella in this she has that Thor arc you know she she's working with Odin she's had been his ally and, and like for thousands of years of warfare but she becomes too ambitious he then sends her to earth instead of like I think I forget you like put her in like a pocket dimension or something in the hell uh, Thor. Oh, oh yes that place right <laughs> right in in this when she goes to earth she lands in um I, I guess somewhere in Asia, wherever like <laughs> Shang Chi's dad reigns, yeah. and uh, Wenwu is the dad, right? Yes. Okay. 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 So I don't think that Wenwu is voiced by the actor that played him in the movie. I I couldn't tell. I I don't. I, I honestly don't remember the actor's name even. So I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was really surprised to see uh, to hear Kate Blanchett. You know. Yeah, that was cool. You know, I was like, oh shit. She came back and she's I mean, it's it's funny when they get the big name people, they kind of like stretch them out because she's in the last episode too. Yeah. Um yeah. I think she's I, even in the 1602 one. Oh yeah, very briefly, you're right. Yeah. In, in the beginning, yeah. That's right. She was in the beginning, yeah. Um yeah. I was also surprised to hear uh Idris Elba. Yeah, who, that was who cool. That was barely awesome. had any lines too, which is even more amazing. You know, they didn't stretch him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting with Heimdall because I was thinking it's like, oh, he can see certain things, but then he can't see that sort of like pocket dimension. I use pocket dimension a lot when I talk about these new modern Marvel stories, right? Um, but he can't see Hela once she goes into that area that like Shang-Chi's mom is from. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. What is it called? I don't it's, it's got a pretty generic name. It's It's like kind of like... 
I don't fucking know. But <laughs> um, he sends her there as Odin sends her to Earth. Wenwu gets her, and Wenwu like doesn't try to kill her. He's he's impressed by her, basically by her attitude and like her abilities. He um, wants to basically keep her. I think he's like sort of attracted to her. She finds that that like butt face creature, and there's a whole bunch of jokes about it having a butt face. Yes. <laughs> um, Morris. I don't remember what the heck the thing's name was, but yeah. You know, comic books transform tradition. It's like we forget <laughs> most of the things we're referencing, right? 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 Um, Morris. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one that like uh, Ben Kingsley's talking to that weird little creature. She, I think she calls it like an asshole at one point, and she's like, "Get out the first asshole!" I fell into battle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of shocked me, considering it's like a cartoon on Disney. Yeah, I, I think they just said uh, just arse. And not oh, whole, but still. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. The whole thing. For, some, for some reason, when you pronounce it like British, you know, with a British accent, the British way, it's okay to say. It's yeah, it, it's classier. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um. So then, you know, she goes to that place that like pocket dimension. There's pocket dimension again, uh, where it's like Shang Chi's mom's there, and I, th- I think that's the same character too. Then on you. Yeah. And then she basically sees the potential in Hela. She trains her. It's kind of this good montage. Uh, and then at that point, Wenwu's forces try to get her back. Oh, no, no, no. It, it's like Odin comes. Yeah, Odin comes because Heimdall uh, mentions he can't see Hela anymore. And then he also mentions that there's there's one power in, the, in Midgard that uh, can even kill a god, which is the Ten Ring. So Odin goes to claim that or take it away, uh, you know, just stop him, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Hela decides suddenly, who was previously angry at Wenwu as well, to go help Wenwu against her dad. Um, and then she just kind of has this hero arc, gets her helmet back, and turns into, like, you know, white Darth Vader, sort of. <laughs> from, white Darth from Vader. Star Wars yes. and, uh, and, then, and then, you know, the, the, the ultimate act of good in, in any universe is stopping Thanos. So uh, that has to be at the end, too. <laughs> Man, Thanos just gets shit on this season, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he got shit on in the first season, too. I mean... Yeah, he was cut in half by um, uh, Ultron or whatever. Yeah, Ultron, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, they take on Thanos at the very end. What, what did you think about that ending? Um, I, I, I think what-if stories are supposed to have kind of like that bittersweet kind of ending to it, and it just doesn't have that. Yeah, um, it's basically two villains, two menaces in the, in the in the cosmos of united forces, and now they're they're good. And I, I don't know, it's I, I I I'm I'm mixed on basically most of these episodes this season. Yeah, um, I like some of the ideas they throw out there, but I think that um, they try to keep it more you uh, more positive like i guess tv normally would be unlike how the comics would be to me right yeah it doesn't have a cynical ending at all at one point um hella does get her helmet back and she becomes white darth vader like you said and i i did think there for a second i was like oh what if she kind of reverts back to her old ways and she basically like conquers the shang chi people now but it's like no no she's gonna just team up with i mean yeah she sort of does, like in, in a way. She does go conquer again, but to, in the name of giving them freedom, I guess. Which, 
I don't know. It, it's that's kind of a mixed message too. It's like Odin was saying that he was conquering things to protect them, and uh, that's what Wen Wu sort of was saying that he wanted to do as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, it's like they're kind of doing the same thing, almost in a just in the same way, but just with a different meaning, I guess, which is yeah. weird. No, I agree. I agree. It, um, and, and if it went like that extra step, it would be that kind of cynical thing and it would leave you with this uneasy note, but it, it leaves you with definitely like a positive, like, here come the heroes note, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe it, this would have been more interesting if, if they if it was like, what if Hela acquired the Ten Rings instead, you know? Right, um, right. Take that, take that villainous arc and run with it, I guess. Yeah. And there is something I definitely want to say about like people getting these super powerful artifact weapons, but I'm going to save that for our third episode review because there's right. <laughs> those ridiculous moments in that part. Yes. Uh, yeah, so well, but, I guess it's time to jump onto that then. Well, well, we got to do the 1602. Oh my god! Yes. Yes, this this very memorable episode, right? That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I forgot because they kind of connect together uh, in a way. Yes, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, what what are your thoughts on the 1602 comic? Um, I loved the idea of it when it came out. Uh, I don't. It was it was Neil Gaiman, uh, written by Neil Gaiman, and um, the concept was really good. I I don't think I liked it as much. It's not as memorable to, memorable to me as some of the other alternate universes. But yeah, I think the idea is interesting. You know, I mean, it, it also you know. Uh, you know how Marvel and DC kind of copy each other with basically everything. I mean, now more recently they've had Dark Knights of Steel. I think that kind of takes from that idea of 1602. I yeah, think um, 1602 is a little more of a, a little more out there because uh, it's like kind of like Renaissance time, mm-hmm. as opposed to the straight up medieval stuff that that Dark Knights of Steel did. So, uh, really like the idea. I don't remember too much about it because it's been probably 15 years since I've read it. <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. there's very little, they're very little in common with that uh, in this episode other than the setting. Exactly. That's that's the point I wanted to make is that there's not that, not that much in common. I, I think even like, I mean, there is one point. So, you know, obviously there's spoilers. In 1602, Captain America going back in time is what causes the whole event. And so that's the same thing that happens in this episode too. But, like, the people that they focus on, the story beats, those are all missing from this episode. Uh, Like, 1602, the comic, what stood out for me, that's so memorable. I always kind of remember the Andy Kubert art. I thought the art was very good for it. And the covers were really good and inspired. And then Neil Gaiman has these kind of memorable moments. Like, even though the story overall might not be as exciting and memorable, there's always these moments. Like, I remember... Um, you know, Magneto is around in there and Toad and Toad kind of betrays him. And then Magneto kills him at one point. I remember when he kills Toad. That's very memorable. Uh, mutants are called Witch Breed in 1602. Uh, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And th- there's also like um, Matt Murdock. <clears throat> like he's pretty memorable in it. Uh, like he's not Daredevil, but he's got like, you know, bandana over his eyes. And th- that always stood out. Just like how he talks and stuff. And then maybe that's one of the other pitfalls here too is that we're still solely focusing on the characters in the MCU only. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, like everything you mentioned there basically is, uh, you know, with few exceptions, is not here and not in the MCU for the most part. 
right it is but um you know i think maybe that's what's missing from some of these episodes here is that that wider marvel universe that you know that has the x-men that has um uh, i mean they had they didn't even use spider-man this this season at all um yeah and he was a, he was a significant part of Cena too i think yeah yeah that's a good point I think but like, um, like Doctor Doom and I mean Doctor Strange is is, is there and that's good, but yeah, more. yeah, and you know what? That brings up a really great point because um, okay, so so one thing we should kind of give context for is essentially Captain Carter's back there trying to help Thor, who's in charge of England, which is just weird to begin with, yeah. um, and. At one point, she has to go get the scepter that has the Mind Stone from Thor because he has it for some reason. She goes in his castle and she finds this guy that's in an iron mask. And like you kind of think Doctor Doom for a second, but just because you're looking at a Marvel thing, not because like they would ever do that. Yeah. But and then he has that sort of an Iron Man first armor mask, uh, but then it's just Bruce, you know, and it's like yeah. oh. You know, I, I would have been excited if this was someone different or someone new. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, you know, they kind of reused the, the the Happy Hogan Hulk as well yeah. here. And, like, for how? Like, what, does that even make sense? Like, I guess maybe the implication was that that actually literally is the Steve from the world that she – from the world that had that party, the Die Hard Christmas party. Maybe. Um, yeah, because they did mention something about two worlds kind of being mashed together, which also can, kind of gave me that kind of like incursion, Secret Wars kind of vibe, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I mentioned this before that, like, this season introduced or, you know, it had that one team with the Avengers that had assembled earlier with, like, T'Chaka and uh, Goliath or whatever. And they had the figure, and that's, like, how, like, the, the, the toys kind of synced up because they had like a couple of the what if people in that new Lego minifigs set that I've been collecting. Um, and with the incursion thing, I was like, oh, this is kind of tying into the other stuff. They're kind of giving us little nuggets of it, you know, yeah. like like the incursion stuff. I think that that's we're going to see a lot more that there's probably going to be like green rifts in space in the live action movies in this next phase. Yep. Um, and then so. Like. With the, the thing, it's just kind of weird because, like, the Asgardians rule over England. Uh, I, I really loved Loki, like, being an actor and being, like, obsessed with Shakespeare and particularly Iago, which is very fitting for him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then it was weird that, like, Thor didn't have Mjolnir. I think he kind of referenced that, like, Loki was given Mjolnir. Yes, he did, yeah. Right. And then uh, the weirdest thing for me, though, was in the very beginning, Hela is the queen of England. A, a rift opens up and she goes to get sucked through it. And like Thor doesn't do anything. And I think the reason why he doesn't do anything is because he doesn't have Mjolnir and it's not like he can fly without it. Yeah. He, well, he can't. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It, it, again, weird to have Hela there on the throne, it, you know, Cape Lantern in the episode for like five seconds. Uh, yeah, I don't know why the Asgardians were ruling. It was, it was kind of weird that they're sort of the villains. Uh, right, right, um, right. And then I think the, the biggest issue with this episode is kind of the, how it's resolved. Um, but before I say that, I have to say I really do like Captain Carter. I do yeah. kind of like how she's kind of like the, the, the poster child character mm-hmm. for this series. 
Mm-hmm. And I do like seeing her, and I do want to see more of her. Yeah. Um, but the – and I kind of enjoyed the episode, sort of, mm-hmm. um, until the very end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they, they find out that it's this, this – the Steve Rogers that she's been kind of flirting with the entire episode is the one that caused all the problems. So she explained this problem to him. Steve knows he's the problem. And he just goes along with whatever, like, heist plan because, and whatever – to, to, to fix the problem that he knows he is. That is a like, re- really good point. I didn't even think of that. Why did he need to go through all of this? I I guess, yeah, like, does, does the, the device itself sends him home, doesn't it? I guess. So maybe, maybe they didn't have the device, but just the fact that he was kind of keeping this all to himself. Yeah. Or, I mean, the, I guess you could, you could say he didn't know. I, I don't I. It seems like he does because when he when they when they realize it, he starts explaining that uh, <laughs> he hit the time stone for off the Thanos' gauntlet, yeah, uh, and he got sent back. Yeah, I think maybe it's possible that he doesn't make the connection that his presence is what's causing the problem, and then it's also possible that like he was needing the stone for Tony's device to send him back, you know, and so I guess like maybe he didn't reveal the truth because he thought that like his allies might turn on him or something. I guess. I don't don't know. It's a lot of like explaining for something, but you're right. It is kind of weird. I think what works best for this episode, what gives it its charm is his group of Avengers that he has together. And like the fact that they're kind of going up against other Avengers. So in a way it's almost like civil war too, like in 1602. I did think that. Yes. And and we were asking for that. We were asking to see Peggy Carter in a civil war thing. And that's kind of did it, but not really. Yeah, yeah, we got our Peggy War, Civil War. I just said Peggy War. Granted, <laughs> it is like seven something in the morning here. But yeah. like, um, she, yeah, the, the stuff with like, you know, Ant-Man making jokes and stuff. And then, you know, uh, like, just like everyone that's on that team, even some of the joke, the Hulk moments are kind of funny too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really um, love that stuff. Yeah. In, in this scenario, the quips work better, I think. Right. Maybe still too many, but still, like, it, it it worked here better than it did in the Hell episode. It, you know what it is? It's because this episode has, like, a lot more characters. So it's like they all kind of get, like, I don't know, four quips each. Whereas when yeah. you focus solely on one character, it's like, oh, they get 25 qu- quips in an episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Captain Carter succeeds, and Britain is restored to its regular history. But then... The sorcerer, the strange supreme, whatever the fuck he's called, shows up, and they're like buddy buddy by that last episode, right? Yeah, yeah, because they, they they were they fought together in the, to save the multiverse, so they're guarding the multiverse, um, and and you know he offers to take her back to the uh, to her universe. Well, uh, but he needs her help first. Yeah, he's um, like, oh, can you do this favor for me first? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's also important to to note how much. Uh, and I, I kind of like this too. How much Peggy talks with the Watcher? Yes, uh, I really yes. like that scene where he's narrating. He's like, "Do you really have to do that right now?" Right, right, um, right, right. I, I like that. I and I kind of like that. And and you know, I also really, in terms of Peggy's character, I, I enjoyed that. He's like, "I can." Just, the Watcher is like, "I can take you home now if you want." And he's like, "No, I, I, I want to stay and fix this." I, I like that about her character. Uh, so anyway, to, to, to bridge the episodes. Uh, strange supreme recruits peggy to fight essentially kaori from uh, a few episodes ago 
Yeah. Um, because he is doing some shady shit. <laughs> yes. Now, I got to say that this episode, while, like, the intention behind it, I think, works. It's, like, essentially he's trying to, like, restore his universe. And so he needs to, like, collect villains and heroes from other universes to return his world. Right? And um, it kind of ties in with Captain Carter because we've seen many over in this show alone how much she, like, misses Steve and wishes she could be with Steve. Yeah. And, um, and you know, that, that 1602 episode has this moment where, you know, that they could be together again, but then she has to get rid of him so that the world could be saved. Yeah. Right? Uh, so it works, like, thematically, but it's, like, very hokey when it comes to the plot. It, it's, like, the idea of, like, you got to collect all these people and drop them into this forge. And, and Strange is, like, powerful enough to capture all these other crazy powerful villains but then with Kahori, he needs her help and he recruits Captain Carter versus like recruiting like I don't know like the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy or the Avengers or something you know well, I can see I think the, the reason behind recruiting Captain Carter is that she understands loss like losing the love of your life right and he Very thought maybe maybe that she would understand uh and rightfully so she doesn't she's like no Steve wouldn't want that and I, and I agree about that. Um, I guess the power level thing is confusing because Trace Room, like you said, has captured all these people, um, you know, particularly uh, a Killmonger with all the Infinity Stones, which Peggy then uses that armor. And it's just weird. It's just like you have Kaori who is powered by one Infinity Stone, and then you have Peggy with all six of them, and Strange is still holding his own against all this. And it's... it's um, it's kind of confusing to you know or it doesn't line up and then also the whole time i kept thinking is is loki the loki tv show they basically said that the infinity stones don't work outside the universe they're created in so that was like huge plot hole to me <laughs> very very good points and and one thing that you mentioned was that like you know they have all these villains they don't release the heroes that he's captured they just release the villains and the villains are fighting amongst each other. They're fighting with Peggy and they're fighting with Kahori. And like the villains have like crazy power too. That could, I, th I think could easily rival uh, Kahori's. Like, yeah. I think like they, they encounter Thanos and, and uh, Killmonger, the variant Killmonger like snaps and turns him to dust. But like, I think that, what, Thanos what that? again, Thanos taken. Right, right. But I think that, like, the uh, that Thanos, I think, had the Infinity Gauntlet, too. Yeah. Right? right? He, he's, like, holding uh, Peggy's shield at one point. But, like, Kahori, you know, I had joked before about how um, the people that are on that, like, toxic fan base, they would call her, like, a Mary Sue because of how quickly and how, how powerful she becomes, right, yeah. in that episode. In, in this, she's just, like, fucking omnipotent. She can, like, teleport. She's, like teleporting all these people to their different homes in one shot you know she's doing all this shit which i mean I, I guess the implication is that it's years before she tries to like take over spain and stuff in that episode and she's like had years practicing her powers yeah because because she's like just as powerful as strange and peggy with the infinity gauntlet too. yeah agreed and uh even though strange prefaced it um by by you know the uh, peggy's target was a woman uh, I did you. I, I briefly thought that that was Quicksilver when, she, when she's running around when they first fight. One thousand percent. I yes, I, I did. Think that. Be, I was expecting Scarlet Witch. 
Yes, yes, and that that would have been really cool too. But I was like, okay, they have to have Kahori. So I I, I realized it was Kahori at one point because I was like, he he gets her at the end of the episode. I was like, well, what does he want with Kahori? What's the big deal? And then it's like, oh, he needs her for this forge. But I, I do want to mention how the world that he left her on was like a really interesting world where it was like Hydra basically took over. They they essentially killed Cap and Peggy when it was Cap's transformation time, and so they took over the world after that. Yeah. You had like Red Skull and Mount. <laughs> Wait, what's that? That would have been interesting too. Right, 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 right. And, you know, you had like uh, Red Skull's face on like Mount Rushmore. And that's like very much like uh, Old Man Logan. I think they had yeah. like something like that. Yeah. And, yeah that, but... that's, that's, that's what I thought they went into, honestly. It was, I thought it was the Old Man Logan world. But I'm like, no, nah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. It's not in the MCU yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that once like the X Men cartoon comes on, then we'll start to see all kinds of interesting x-men variant things and especially with deadpool 3 we will too yeah. but but um, now we're not in that territory yet yeah um yeah so i i, I think uh i i i guess i like the show uh sort of i guess it's it's kind of there i don't hate it i don't dislike it i definitely think overall they need to um expand the roster and um you know maybe consider giving peggy carter her own show yeah yeah <laughs> and um I do wonder, because I know last week you kind of told me that, like, well, it's not that that's the only Peggy Carter, but I, I almost do feel like they're implying that that is the Peggy Carter that's in Multiverse of Madness, you know? I hope it's not. Yeah, 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 because she dies pretty unceremoniously, yeah. right? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, she, she's way more capable in all these episodes than she was in that episode, in that movie, so yeah. I really hope it's not the same one. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, speaking of which, it was kind of cool, too. I, I really love the fact I could see that you're like kind of wrapping it up because I told you we had a half hour. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but but I wanted to, to make two more points before we, we ended it. One was that it was, it was cool that they referenced Wanda from the Zombies episode. Yes. And, and so there's this whole sequence where they're fighting zombie Wanda. I thought that was really cool. And then, of course, the very last shot. What did you think of that? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, to me, it's it's the Yggdrasil tree with you know that we saw at the end of Loki that Loki is now in the middle of that's controlling the multiverse. So um, that was very interesting to me. I, I'm very curious that they um, will have a third season and and involve that. Um, I I wouldn't mind if this you know if, if there was like a they turn what if into like a Peggy Carter exile sort of thing. Like that's oh. kind of like something that I would be really interested in. I think. Yeah, that would be so good. That maybe they might do that actually. Yeah, because it kind of fits the mold of, of needing to sort of fix things and have a, more of a happy ending. Yeah, and I think it makes it work. The concept worked a little better. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I, it could be, it could be pretty cool. Yeah, that's man. I didn't even think of that. That would be awesome. I don't know. I, I think that like, um, the show was fun. It's definitely for me, you know, we, we didn't do our ranking of like ranking it compared to other MCU shows and we didn't rank the episodes for the season either, which is okay. I gave us a real small window to record, but I, I would place it higher than a good majority of the last crop of shows that we reviewed. Yeah, fair enough. You know, it's just it's just like a fun thing and it, it gets to like bring back people that we've loved from the movies and other things too, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, that that um, the credits alone on the 1602 episode were, were insane. Like, the, all the names, he's like, holy shit, this is like everybody except Iron Man, Black Widow, and Captain America. 
They, yeah, those three never come back. They're just too cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Well, um, that was our, our short review, and I, I appreciate you helping me keep it brief. Um, but I had a lot of fun. You had some great points. And so now Brian and I, we still have uh, Echo. Echo coming up. Yep. Right? We have Echo coming up, and we also have uh, – we're going to do continue our uh, Tomorrowverse reviews. And uh, yes. I don't know. I mean, Crisis on Minute Earth just came out, or it's coming out very soon. I don't know if we're going to continue on the path and end with that or just do that because it's re- relevant. Mm. We'll figure that out. We will. We will. I, I kind of feel like doing all of them because I was really enjoying all of them. Yeah, no, no. I want to do all of them, but I, I, don't, I don't know if we should, like, jump ahead to uh, to Crisis I, or if we should kind of continue on, you know, the order they were released. Yeah. We'll figure it out. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So, anyway, if you guys liked What If, let us know in the comments. Make sure that you like and subscribe. And Brian and I will see you guys next week.